Hey everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are met with the chaos of unhealthy and confusing and fear-inducing noise in this world. We can be so easily overcome by hopelessness, pain, fear, brokenness and loss that encountering the goodness of God seems almost impossible. The good news is that the Bible says we overcome the enemy, the devil, darkness, destruction, which leads to pain and confusion and doubt and deceit. We overcome that by the blood of the Lamb, which is the completed work of Jesus and the word of our testimony, our own witness account. Each week, I invite you to join me as we connect with people from all walks of life who share their inspiring journey of brokenness to redemption through divine encounters with Jesus Christ, the only one who truly has the power to save and transform lives. Our hope is that as you listen to these powerful and true stories, you will discover a new hope and wisdom that will encourage you on your journey to encountering Jesus and his never-ending love and grace every day. So welcome. We are so blessed to have you tuning in today. And we pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Living Unashamed. I'm here with my beautiful friend Kate, who I met when I first started working at Kurong. And um, today Kate's just going to share a bit of her journey of how she has encountered Jesus and what that took her on for her journey. And um, yeah, we'll see where this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's an adventure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you want to pick up with... um what I was saying about being in right relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, just a bit of my background. I was saved at the age of seven, um, but I was not born into a Christian home. Like I wasn't born, you know, like eh. my mom and dad divorced when I was four and my mom um, was going through hell, so to speak, through the divorce and she was seeking help because she felt suicidal. And so she told a friend. And that friend told some friends and they were like, they rocked up to her house and they said, look, we heard you want to commit suicide. It's not the answer. Jesus is the answer and you need to go to church. <laughs> How old is that? And so she did. And God read her mail. She got saved, delivered, the whole lot in one hit and was awesome. And then from there we started to go to church because mum was a single mum and three kids. And I heard the gospel and I remember the day I, I heard about Jesus, I was like, I want Jesus too. And, that, and they're like, raise your hand. And he said, I see your hand, little girl. And I remember that being so happy, <laughs> having Jesus in my life. And um, convinced my brother and sister every day of the week they needed Jesus too because they were away at their dad's that fortnight. <laughs> Funny stuff. But um, on the journey, I was saying to um, I actually um a lot goes on <laughs> in life and um, I'm grateful that um, I had a praying mom and still do God's will in your life and live a lot, you know, live a life that honors God. And um, we were told, um, you know, you can't have a boyfriend until you're 18 and we're like, oh, okay, because it's okay to say okay when there's no one you're interested in. <laughs> you're like, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> true, but there's no temptations in the church there. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but when I was 19, going on 20, I used to be a musician and I was up the front and God spoke to me and he told me, he said, Kate, this is my heart, he said, Kate, mark well this day you're going to be married and prepare to be married. You're going to be married. And I was like, oh, awesome. And so I said, God, if that's you, you need to confirm the word. So the pastor got up and started prophesying about single people being married. And I was like, oh, wow. So I go down and tell my mom, who's very prophetic. And I said, mom, mom, that, that word was for me. She said, wait a minute, before you say anything, I've written something down. She has this piece of paper and she said, God told me that you're to mark well this day. I hadn't got to that point. Mark well this day that you'll be married. I, went, I just hadn't gone to that part that God told me to mark all that day. I know. And that day was the 25th of May. And uh, that was mom and dad's wedding anniversary. They got an amazing wild story how they got together. But um, I was like, awesome. I'm going to be married in three years time. Woo. <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, I should be prepared to be married. And so about in three years' time, I did meet this guy and um, I kind of was like, God, I'm 23. I've never dated anyone, you know. It, you know when you date someone and you know that the signs aren't right but you can't ignore it because you're like, I've never been with someone, so I'm ignoring that right now <laughs> and was like that. And so we entered into a fellowship, a relationship boyfriend girlfriend and um it wasn't right and through that time I lost my peace um he made me feel a bit insecure <laughs> and things that he said and done weren't right and um I remember um kept on progressing I actually stopped about six months and I confronted him on something it was really hard because I'm not a big confronting person I was like oh I've got to do this anyway and uh me trying to be spiritual I said well let's pray about it so I went in my room and I prayed now I want to honestly say before I become in a relationship with him my relationship with father God was quite strained I could hear his voice very easily it was very easy for me to hear his voice but when I started to date this guy I felt like the only way I could describe it I heard myself say, I feel like a butter knife. Like I didn't have that edge, that cut. I like lost it. And hearing God wasn't as regular, <laughs> I could say that. Not because God didn't care. It's because I stepped into something I shouldn't have. That yeah. pulled, it's like God pulled back. I pulled away. He <laughs> said, God pulled back. No, I kind of stepped into my own thing. And I was saying, I'll be out, Ruth. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I was in that relationship and I felt like, yeah, I was going to be spiritual and pray. Yeah. And I was praying and a scripture come to me, and it's Amos 3.3, and it said, how can two walk together unless they agree? And I was like, oh, okay, we're not in agreement, but, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and I made, you know, excuse for him or me too. And um, then three months, I don't know how many months, because all up was like 13 months, um, I was like 
he proposed and I was like you're proposing that was really weird <laughs> so romantic um, <laughs> um and in that time my piece was just going out the door like, like I it's like I was just like where's my piece gone and I felt insecure I never felt that before and then um I was ironing my clothes for our engagement party and I thought God you've got to help me get I was 24 at the time you've got to help me get out of this relationship I don't know what to do he didn't answer me but like, he heard me <laughs> I was finding my clothes and like I don't know what to do anyway the next day I was in church um we didn't live in the same town so he wasn't with me all the time um so I was in that church by myself like with my family but I was there and the Lord spoke to me very specifically he said Kate, well, oh, speaking to me, <laughs> I want you to read 1 John for seven days at 7 p.m. That's the instructions he gave me. I said, okay. So I did. At 7 p.m. the next day, I just went to my room and read the, the letter of 1 John. What's that, like five chapters and like that. And um, I did that the next day and the next day. And um, after a while, because when you're in a relationship that's not right, I, was, I didn't hear off him for a few days. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I'd call him and I talked to him and he's like, hey, I've got something to say. I don't think you're going to like it, but maybe there's someone else for you and maybe there's someone else for me. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, but maybe we need to counsel the love. And I was like, oh, okay. I was a little confused. <laughs> and so I thought, all right, let me think about this because I had to process it. And so I got off the phone and I went in my room and I live with my parents at mom, I need to talk to you. <laughs> and uh, she said, what's up? And I told her and she said, this powerful, powerful sentence, what are you waiting for? And I, I remember thinking, I suppose I'm waiting to see if he loves me. Right. And immediately my head went, that's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, you know? And then I just clicked over. I'm not, I'll never marry him. I just can't marry somebody that's, we, I just can't marry you. <laughs> and I clicked over and in order to like break the relationship fully, I felt I needed to write a letter because I felt like if I talked to him, my I would be talked back into it. Like my emotions were a bit, you know. So I wrote a letter the next day thanking him for telling the truth that we would be married to the right people. And then he... um so I wrote the letter, right? This is a really amazing thing that God did. And my mom and dad, I love them. They said, we will take the letter to the post office and we will make sure it gets expressed like it gets said, like the day. And I was like, okay. So as that's happening, I'm on the lounge and I'm just surrendered. I felt like just such a huge surrender to the will of God in my life because I was saying yes to God's will. Because when I said that's the most stupidest thing I ever heard of, in my head, I actually said, I choose love. I choose love. I choose to be loved. I choose God because, you know, one John is God is love. And I was saying, I choose God. I choose God for my life, for my future, for what I thought my future would look like. And I had it all organized for him, by the way. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there and I sense of surrender, like, you know how Jesus died on the cross and his arms were out like that? I just felt that like on the inside, I surrendered to your will. Wow. And as I was sitting on the lounge, I felt this amazing flood of peace. 
just come and wash right over in me. It came back and filled, flooded me, and I started to cry, and I was just so grateful. Like, I was like, I'm where I'm meant to be right now, right in the center of his will, because peace just flooded my soul. And my mom and dad come back, and they said, you won't believe what happened. I was like, what happened? They said, well, we got there. We went to the counter. We said, we want this letter express. And the guy behind the counter says, we're really sorry. We know this work at Kurul. I'm really sorry, but the guy that did express has just left. <laughs> and they're like, you'll have to do this. We can do this the next day. Mum said, mum and dad said, well, this person was behind them. They didn't even reckon, they didn't hear him come in. They didn't know this man piped up behind him and said, I'm going that way. I can do it now for you. I know. And uh, and 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 they said, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm actually going the way. I'll do it. He'll have it this afternoon. That, that letter will be delivered this afternoon. <laughs> My God, just set that off completely. Especially when knowing, understanding, you know, express mail's done at a certain time. <laughs> yeah. So he did that. And yeah, what a journey. I'm just so grateful that I was able to say yes to love, that I was able to say yes to God's will and that his grace saw me through. And I remember, I can't remember the time, but a few months after that, God just spoke into my heart and he said, Kate, because you said yes to me, you've saved yourself from a broken heart. And I was just like, wow, I never thought of that that he just he did that for me and I'm just so grateful <laughs> and uh, I'd love to say next year I met my husband but it took it was um 12 years later yeah. I met my husband Joe on the internet Christian dating site but through that time I learned that God is faithful that he keeps his word and that love will take care of me. That was the one thing that kept me back on track was that love has the best for me. Amen. And I choose. Gone. And God said to me, Ruth, if you just come back to me, you'll never have to go through this again. That's so powerful, Ruth. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's a very similar thing to you. Like he saved you from a broken heart and that's amazing. Like he's so faithful to his promises. Yes. And he pulled us out of something that could have completely pivoted our life to That's function and death forever, you know, That's and brought us amazing people, amazing communities, beautiful husbands who had been believing and praying for us pretty much, you know. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Oh, I prayed for my husband so much. <laughs> I said to him, do you know they were the most covered prayer man that I ever prayed for? Yes. Those times I felt alone. And even when I used to go and pray, I used to pray in the spirit and I sensed different things about him like he was in different states. And it wasn't until I married him, I was like, did you ever go to Queensland or Western Australia? And he was like, oh, I was considering a job in Queensland. I did live in Western Australia for three months, but I came back to New South Wales because I was feeling lonely. I went, oh, okay, <laughs> that's it. That makes sense. <laughs> and he used to travel. It's like God used to drop things into my spirit and I just thought he was traveling. And so I would pray, oh, Lord, I see him traveling on a train. I see him traveling here. And it was around Australia and stuff. And then I thought, am I going a bit, you know, weird about this? And then my mom goes, you know what, Kate, I've been praying for your husband. I feel like he's traveling. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going crazy. (laughs) 
too. So he talked about, and then when I met Joe, he said, oh, yeah, I travelled on my motorbike from, you know, through Western Australia to the other side of Australia. Oh, this explains why I was in a city. I was praying. And those knowing, knowing it in the spirit while you're praying, but then when, like, 15 years later seeing that, that was true that was actually happening it was like it's such a it's a relief <laughs> yeah it it's like when god touches your heart and he says pray for this for your husband or your wife or whatever and you you can kind of think oh i don't even know if this is really happening or whatever but when you actually pray like a lot of the time it could be for protection or for wisdom or guidance. And then when you finally meet your person and you hear their story and it's incredible to see how if you go back and think, okay, in this moment God told me to pray for this and what they were doing in that moment of their life, you go, well, God had this in twice <laughs> before I could ever have complimented, compl- you know, ever thought think about it in my own way that this is what he was doing. Hearing God's voice is the most precious thing ever. <laughs> and um, it all started when I was 14, when I I needed to hear from God. And I was like, God, you got to speak to me. I just got real. I used to be a youth leader. I used to say to kids, get real with God. Just get <laughs> real. Tell him how you feel. Just get real. And I had one of those get real moments where I knew God was real. I saw he was real. And I had my Bible and my mom told me something about myself. Was it major? And I was like, oh, something's seen major when you're immature. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I had my Bible and I was at the end of my bed and I said, God, you need to speak to me. I need, I need, I know you speak through your word and I need to hear you. So I opened up the Bible. I heard, had this thought, this scripture and I opened up. And it made no sense. <laughs> no, that's not God. <laughs> and then another scripture came to me. They're all in Gospels. And I opened it up. And that made no sense. And I went, no, I'm not leaving here until you speak to me. God, I was kind of damn it. I was like, I'm, I'll be here forever. I'm like, you know, you have to talk. And he was talking the whole time. Yeah. And I heard John, six, uh, John 14, 14, which said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And I'll like, that's it. That's my answer to prayer. But um, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and just living a life like that, that is just like, it's life. <laughs> like that's life, like you know what I mean? And what I found for me is just simply um, I'm spending time, especially in the morning hours for me, I'm a morning person, um, sitting still. This is the season that I'm at now. And I just asked Jesus two questions. Father God, what would you like to talk to me about? And what would you like to show me? And then I have a journal I've been keeping for the last month or so, um, journal with Jesus. And I just have a pen and I literally just listen. (laughs) And then I just write whatever I hear. I wrote it down. Um, What do you want to show? What do you want to speak to me about what you want to show me and for be honest I've been journaling for a long time um and I just learned to I'm learning if I could say I'm learning 
to fellowship with Jesus. I'm learning to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and learning to fellowship with Father God instead of going to him and I need this, I need that. I'm like, what would you like to talk to me about? Um, one of the greatest things is like I've got an issue in life. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, could you tell me how to go about what, what's the strategy to that? And he does, even if it's your hair, Ruth. <laughs> He gave me these amazing strategies. I just wish I actioned them all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, I want my hair to look better. What do I need to do? And he gave me instructions. He told me, change your shampoo to all natural products. Amen. <laughs> I did. I did, right? And I found one. And my hair, all of that is new. That's a year's new growth. Wow. From just from hearing God and saying, you know, he's interested about your hair because he knows how many numbers are on your head. <laughs> but that that's true. It's like it's something that I guess a lot of people might find a bit controversial. But I I also fully believe that because we can get so focused on knowing about God that we lose focus on knowing God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you can you can go to church and you can be in a community and you can praise Jesus and and you can know God but to know an intimate relationship with God and with Jesus is what changes everything and it's very interesting everyone i'm talking to um is saying similar things that they feel like in this season in my in the last podcast I just did, um, I was talking to my friend Lucy and she was mentioning how God had just been taking time to just show her who he is and also re-shift the way she thinks or, and perceives, you know, God. And, yes. and I'm saying there's a lot of people that I've been talking to who are feeling they're in a season where God is calling them to get to know him as the living God an intimate personal one and how the fruit of life comes out from that. Yes. Um, which is so powerful and it's so encouraging, inspiring to talk to people who are living a life of that fruit because that fruit is what encourages other people to continue in the, encountering Jesus that way, which mm-hmm. is, you know, why it's so awesome to talk to you and, and do a <laughs> podcast like this because gets it out there. I remember just sitting on a bus one day in Melbourne on my way to uni and I literally had a moment where I just was on my phone and this is kind of at the very beginning years ago when God kind of planted the seed to get people to share their journey or whatever. I look up and it's like probably 6.30 in the morning and the bus is quite full and everyone is on their phones or got their headphones in and I'm sitting there and I look around and I go, God, how do we reach these people, you know, and I just felt like getting on a platform where people can encounter other people's journeys was one of the things. And, you know, the word the word of the testimony and the work of the lamb, the blood of the lamb is what we yeah. overcome the things, and that was really powerful to me. So that's what made me want to start connecting that's with powerful. people with this. I love it because one of my confessions, I have these scriptures that I've been meditating on and one of them is I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and that's one I've been fighting in. And the word of our testimony, and I think like when Ruth, when you're talking about um, 
the fruit of our life when we with Jesus. The good thing is that when we do that, we enrich ourselves in the Holy Spirit. Then we can turn and deliver that to others. Yeah. We can bless others with a word in season or a word of encouragement. And that is, a, I've had lots of opportunities to do that. And then that is just like so exciting for them to see and know how much public God loves them so much. And That's yeah. Yeah, and the thing is you don't have to have it all together to be a vessel for God. <laughs> the day, like, and that's one of the biggest facades I think people or lies that people believe is that, Absolutely. well, God can't use me because I'm a mess, you know. But I find that usually, even in this season of my life right now, when I feel like I'm at the end of myself, that's when God steps in and he That's moves. a good place to be. <laughs> that's exactly right. And I find that the most... Holy Spirit-led moments for my life happen when I feel like I'm completely empty and don't know where I am and God moves in supernatural ways to other people through me. Mm. And I go, well, that's God because it's not me. <laughs> and yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that's that's a, such a powerful space that God's calling his children to, you know. Absolutely. In our weakness, he, his strength, he shines through that, you know, the things that he'll get you to do, you and yourself are like, I don't have any bearing for this, but Christ in me is helping me to deliver a word to someone, to speak words of life. Um, and like you said, I find there's such simplicity with love. And um, like I remember delivering a word to someone and I said to God, don't make it too much because I can't remember too many words. <laughs> And he just gave me two words. And I thought, oh, I can remember two words. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted and uh, give me a name. He gave me a name. He invited me on a journey. Yeah. And I was able to got the name, got the lady, asked for what she was wearing, and then I had to deliver the two words. And it was just trust me. Wow. And that was really powerful for her, you know, when you're hearing the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what. How, it's like you said, people have a grandiose in them. It could be as simple as Jesus loves you exactly. to the checkout girl. And she needed to hear that that day. Exactly. That's what I find exciting. <laughs> I find that so exciting. Just a quick story that I was going to work and I don't work in a Christian environment, I work in a secular environment, and I drive 25 minutes to a town. And I was like, Jesus, I really want to meet some Christians that love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was praying, God, bring in those Christians. And I, a lady came into the store. And I work in clothing. And to be honest, when she walked in the store, she looked a little bit mm, out, out of sorts. And I was like, should I approach her? And I said, and at work, I'm like, Father God, should I approach that lady? He said, yeah. So I went up to her and I was like, hey, got this great promotion. Oh, we really did have a really good promotion. Like, but <laughs> you get the one free, you know, like I'm a sales girl through and through. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. And then she seemed a little bit off a bit but I was okay I was like oh yeah you know whatever people are people you just do your thing and and she's like oh maybe I could um give one away I said oh that's a great idea you know she's like I've really traveled far today I'm a bit tired I'll say it's okay so we get to the counter just got found something I said great so I'm serving her and 
and she says to me what's your name and I was like oh it's Kate and I was like what's your name and then she's looking at me and she goes Kate Jesus loves you <laughs> and I was like absolutely not <laughs> that day she was a surprise and you know what was amazing Ruth when I said that and she said that the presence of Jesus was I actually felt him between me and her so much sorry she was a bit emotional I was a bit emotional (laughs) there's a tear in my eyes she's I'm sorry I get a bit emotional about that and she said sorry I was a little rude earlier I said no that's fine (laughs) you know just you're okay you'll have days you know but um she's like oh Here's the Holy Spirit nudging in her. Say, Jesus loves you to this lady here. And she found someone that loves Jesus too. And like, you just never know. Because <laughs> earlier, that when I was driving, she's an answer to my prayer. God, I want to meet some Christians that love Jesus. So, but And, and that's, that's so awesome because usually when we're praying for something, the people we think are an answer to our prayer have actually also probably been praying and we end up being an answer to their prayer in some way too. <laughs> it's the most wildest thing. But God just, you know, we cannot even begin to comprehend the mind of God and how he works in all these mysterious ways. But it's like every single moment you say yes because your flesh will want to say no, right? So every single moment we say yes, it's like, okay, look what I'm about to do with your yes. And <laughs> it's just amazing. Like you never know if what that lady was going through that day. You never know if she had just found out some really bad news or if she that day had decided, even though she was a Christian, this is really bad. I don't know if I want to live anymore, or, you know, adjust those words and, you know, she. you both felt the same thing in the spirit, which is very powerful. It's amazing how you can release something um, cultivating just to, like, release, like, um, sit down with the Holy Spirit and I get like a picture for someone, like a card, and I paint a picture for them and then I write something from the Father to them about his love or whatever that is. And instead of giving birthday cards, I was giving that to some beautiful ladies wow. in the church and they're like, okay, thank you, Mel, opening it up and reading it. I said, you know, when Father God was talking to me, it was so beautiful, it was making me cry, <laughs> like how much he loves his children. And yeah, just it's amazing. Even really um been doing like you um paint a picture Father God gives you. And at church in Easter, um the pastor asked me if I could paint a picture in the service. So I was like, oh, okay, that's my first time. So I prayed about it. And funny enough, he was like, could you do it in three minutes? I'm like, uh, not a painter, you can't do that. <laughs> I got a laugh. I need a little bit more time. <laughs> so I did a background and I prayed, and the Holy Spirit gave me this beautiful picture and then a word to release. And just by faith, I recorded it as I was speaking to him in front of everyone because I was like honoring the word that, and being accountable when you're at least a prophetic word. But it was it's just a way to be a blessing, like lots of little ways you can be a blessing to someone. Yeah. I think it's awesome. <laughs> It's so good to see, like, yeah, how God's moving in and through you. Like, that's so many beautiful things. And definitely 
working at Kurong it was would have been such an amazing environment to kind of grow those things in one sense too because absolutely it's probably one of the safest environments to grow that ability to just go up and talk to someone or even just give them something or you know bless them and now being able to even though you've had a lot of experience before that and now to go out and and still feel through everything that you know you can still do all these creative things and bless people with them that's so powerful like that is ministry you you are literally it is. Yeah. absolutely is you know when I um went I went for the job because I said God I need to go for a job and he said go for the job at Kurong. I was like oh okay and so I rang him up and my head was like what if there's no job going so I looked online there was a job going so I rang him up and said, I'm coming for the job and I got the job that um they were like you know Kate this is a ministry and I was like I just want to sell Bibles. <laughs> I want to do ministry. Um, that's kind of funny. And they're like, no, it's a ministry. It's a ministry. And then one day um, something happened. I was called in because being a casual, you know, you're called in. So I was like, yeah, I can come. At the time I lived at Warhope. So I'm just driving in. I'm having this conversation. I got about ministry. I was bored because I wasn't doing anything. And I was just getting over that one year sabbatical being married. <laughs> and he said to me, Kate, your life, is a ministry. Amen. And I used to think ministry was, you know, because I used to be on a preaching roster and had to do this and the other. And I had a wrong perspective. And he said, Kate, your life's a ministry. Everywhere you go. And I thought about Jesus at the woman at the well when he wanted a drink of water. It was a ministry. I said, Your life is a ministry. And then that day, I go to work when I'm called in. I get this call from, you know, phone call, phone call goes off, off there. And this guy asked me this question and I had no idea where he was coming from. And I'm obviously having a two-way conversation. People don't realise this. I'm like, oh, help me, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> and he wanted to see his kids from, you know, earth or something like that. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, huh. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, he wants to commit suicide. Wow. And I said, sir, you want to commit suicide, don't you? And he said, yeah, I do. How do you know that? I said, because oh. God just spoke to me. And I'm here to tell you that's not the way. And I started to preach the gospel and he got saved. Hallelujah. I realized my job is a ministry. My life is a ministry. Amen. So, yeah, I thought, wow, it really is a ministry here at Kirk. <laughs> and we were so excited oh, that, you know, that preacher in me went, yeah, <laughs> got up and I realized, wasn't just a mindset of I've got to be behind a pulpit. It was my life's a ministry. Here I am on the phone, allowing the Holy Spirit to help me. And he reached to someone ready, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're right. Plenty of opportunities. <laughs> That's so good. And it's, it's amazing to um, to know for anyone who's listening or watching that your life and your ministry and your output is not confined to your workspace or to your church environment. It's um, it's where you are. It's where you step out every day. If you're yeah. at work, if you're at uni, if you go for a walk or a run or a jog. Or, the most Holy Spirit encounters I used to have before I got married and moved to Bonnie Hills was when I went running in the morning, I would be stopped because God would say, talk to this person or talk to that person. Yeah. And it, it's just, like if you listen to God, 
like you can you can continue to run by and go okay god I don't know if it's me but I'm sorry if it wasn't I didn't talk to that person send someone else and you know (laughs) you can send someone else but there's also times when because that's grace you know but at the same time it's in a moment when you go okay all right I'm gonna do this and you step out like the fruit just is incredible and anybody can just can do that you know it doesn't matter where they are if if they want to reach people if they feel okay god can you use me today he will use just ask yeah absolutely that's that's right it's powerful isn't it yeah it is um it's so good to catch up and chat to you (laughs) thank you for having me Ruth (laughs) that's an honor yeah I just actually also want to honor your mom. It's it's brand. It's pretty cool that the people I've spoken to so far for these podcasts um, have all come from different journeys, different walks of life. Um, but the one thing that's kind of shined through is the faithfulness and the heritage from their mothers, mm-hmm. uh, which has been wild. And yes, their fathers have been. Um, some of their fathers have been followers of Jesus and things like that. But um, I think the connection between a mother and a daughter is so powerful just as much as a mother and a son and a father and a son stuff but the the mother sowing the seeds you know um and blessing the children in that way it's come through and I feel like it's also come through with you because you know you would your mum is an amazing woman and you would always turn to her and God for a lot of wisdom and advice and I think that's just a testament to God's love in your family generationally um, mm-hmm. and the seeds that they've sown. And, um, I mean, you're a testament to that because you are such a mighty woman of God <laughs> who, who really hears the voice of the Holy Spirit and, you know, being so open to letting him move and um, help you find purpose in each day uh, differently in different ways. It's incredible. You know, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing and it's an inspiration. Yeah. Thank you, Ruth. That's that's beautiful. It's so true. It's so true. Very true. Honouring my mum with her time and her prayers and every. every, I even think of the ladies in the church when I first got saved. I know they were praying. Someone is always praying and believing the best that you will fulfil your plans, purpose and destinies and God and to the full, whatever that is, it's going to be wonderful and exciting and Beautiful, beautiful stories. <laughs> there was, um, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's the Hermetides Revival, the Hermetides Revival. Google it, somebody. It's, it's a, I learned about it, but um, pretty much uh, there was this place, um, I think it's in Scotland or Ireland or maybe somewhere else. I'm, I'm already... Um, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much this whole team of this small community out in the middle of nowhere out in the mountains um were believing it needed revival needed to know christ and there was these two elderly women who Mm. prayed for 12 years pretty much non-stop that god would bring a specific person to their land to bring a revival and wow (laughs) Yeah, they were like, they were, they just felt the the call and they just, yeah. And so 
I had heard this story before and this man actually comes and he, this revival happens. But when I went to YWAM, I actually got to get, have a lecture done by this man or his wow. son. Like it was either the man or the son, depending on how they were. Um, and they shared the story that this man was actually like a, a massive evangelical guy and he would very frequently go to different places and feel the call of God to go here. And he just led such a Holy Spirit life that even his wife and his family knew that, okay, if the call of God comes, he's just going to get up and go overseas for a little bit because there's a revival need, you know. Wow. Um, that's honouring to their family and their wife too. But <laughs> it was amazing to see how the the prayer of these women for such a long time, this guy gets waking up in the middle of the night and mm. God says, you have to go. And so he gets up, he packs his bag in the middle of the night and he yeah. goes to his wife, I love you. I've got to go to this place. They, they've, they've called me. And so he goes. And this place, the whole town, he steps off the boat and these women have been praying for like 12 years. <laughs> and the second he steps off, like it's, mm. it's revival just starts happening. And he, God, he heard the answer, the call of God, and this mass revival just occurs in this mountains, wow. and, and it's just such an inspiring that thing. And you know, it just when we're open to God, mm. anything's possible, and um, He can use anybody. And none of us are perfect, and none of us are going to be perfect. And you know, we're always going to have to overcome things, or grow in things, or ask for forgiveness for things when we make mistakes, but the fact that through all things he uses those people who are open and willing to mm-hmm. make a difference, that's amazing, you know, and he's using you and he's using me. He's using millions of people all around the world and, and anyone who listens to this or watches this, like he's using them if they just keep yes. opening up their hearts to going, okay, yes, Lord. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He is. Um, but that's, but yeah, that um, the faith of those women praying that reminded me of, you know, when you're mentioning the women at the church when you were younger and stuff, like there is so much power in prayer, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Praying. And um, I remember being a scripture teacher and little kids would say, I don't believe in God. And then end of the year, they'll come up and say, my grandma's, <laughs> my grandma is. And I thought, man, those grandmas that are praying for their grandchildren. <laughs> I'm yeah. them, like, getting them every time. Amen. Yeah. Honour to the honor to the grandparents and the, the parents who have passed seeds generationally. It's amazing. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that I can or we can be praying for for you in this season of life? Ooh. Which um, one's <laughs> Ooh, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I just this year just starting to step out and um to different in different things like releasing my art in prophetic art. And I've just started releasing um just in a small group of ladies, um worship, praise and worship with my guitar actually. Wow. It's been a big step for me because I've had struggled with fear and whatnot. But well, I'll blow it. I only know a few chords, but I'm going anyway. <laughs> and just allowing the Holy Spirit in a minute. So maybe you could just pray for uh, continued boldness to release God's prophetic word and just do His will. I'm willing. Yeah. So creative. <laughs> yeah. If you want to pray, that would. Whatever you feel in your heart, Ruth, you go for it. I trust you. 
Um, yeah, it's funny, as you were saying, um, as you're saying boldness, um, the song Line of Judah came to mind, you know, like the oh. line of um, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there is definitely courage inside of you and of course that's through the holy spirit and he'll continue to equip you but i would absolutely love to pray for you (laughs) (laughs) so oh lord i just thank you for kate i thank you for the mighty woman of god that you created her to be i thank you for oh you're just filling her with your spirit and you are pouring out your your beautiful words of wisdom and inspiration and prophetic knowledge over Kate in so many beautiful and abundant ways that are ministering to everyone she encounters in the most sweet and personal ways. And I just thank you for her yes to you, her yes to be a witness for you, her yes to step out in boldness and in spirit and in truth every day, um, helping her find purpose and steps that are lit up your way, not getting tossed to or fro by confusion or doubt or fear or um, uncertainty, but but knowing you are guiding her through and through and you have equipped her for everything that she is being pulled into and called into by your way. We just thank you for, um, for your presence in her life. We thank you, Lord, even for her mum. We thank you for the mighty woman of God that Kate's mum is. We thank you for the prophetic and godly seeds of wisdom that have been passed down to Kate through uh, through her mum. I'm just reminded of Timothy and Timothy's grandmother um, in the Bible and how, how that was such an honourable thing that through the generations um, came their wisdom and the glory of you. And I think the same for Kate and her family, Lord. And that's why I believe you are moving in so many powerful ways through Kate and her family. And we just plead the blood of Jesus over them. We thank you that you continue to inspire many more uh, incredible opportunities for Kate and for Joe and for their family to be witnesses for you, to be set apart for your glory and to continue to um, be refreshed and rejuvenated uh, in your love. And we just, um, yeah, we bless them. We thank you, Lord, they're conquerors for everything that they face because your spirit is with them, your presence is there, and they are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Um, mm-hmm, and you love them abundantly. So we just lift them up. We thank you. And um, we are so expectant of many incredible moments to come for them in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you, Ruth. <laughs> well, it has been an absolute honour and a joy to catch up with you. Um, you too. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm excited for people to to watch or listen and just be touched by the Holy Spirit, um, however he wants to move, you know. Sometimes Amen. it can just be a one-liner or two words, you know, but it's still going to impact people. and. Um, yeah, thank you for your boldness and sharing your story and your journey. Um, thank you. Yeah, I think I have no doubt that people are going to be blessed by what you have shared today um, and by what God's done through this conversation today. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Woohoo. <laughs> um, well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And um, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. See you, Ruth. <laughs> See you. 
Wow, what an incredible journey we have had today in our podcast. Thank you for tuning in and for, um, yeah, going on this journey with us. Every episode is different. It has a different flavor. It has a different um, ministry opportunity. And we just pray that you've been abundantly blessed by what has been spoken about today by Kate's story um, about her journey of encountering Jesus and how he took her from um, a life that could have ended in pain and heartache and destruction and brought her into a life of redemption and healing and blessing where she could not only be abundantly blessed by her deepening relationship and encounter with Jesus Christ, but also be an abundant blessing to everyone else that she encounters because of her open heart and saying yes to Jesus every single day. We pray that you are abundantly blessed and that if God has touched you or inspired you in any way through this conversation, through this podcast today, then we are so excited because that is all that we could ever hope for, for God to reach and witness to others through encountering him and through sharing what he has done in our lives hey thanks again for joining us today we pray that you have been encouraged by the powerful testimony that was shared we know that there is so much power in sharing with others what jesus has done in our lives so if you would like to come onto this podcast and share your story of how you encountered jesus go check out our facebook page the living unashamed podcast and shoot us a message I have no doubt that your story will be a blessing to all who hear. Until next time, God bless. This is Ruth Turner signing out.